the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Science Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's a privilege to be with you as we continue a theme, and that theme is basically anxiety. And I think I could say this for all of us. There have been moments in our lives, even as believers, that anxiety ruled and reigned. But what does the Word of God say about this very specific subject? If you have your Bibles, turn with us to Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. And that, words, and that verse begins by saying, be anxious for nothing. So the verse says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So we don't have to have a degree in theology to understand this meaning. God's word says, be anxious for nothing. And we saw and spoke about the fact that in Greek, anxiety means turning in another direction. And when we are anxious, we're not turning our attention to the Lord, but to that which causes us to be anxious. And then in Hebrew, anxiety is a word that means weighty or heaviness. And we saw that in Proverbs chapter 12, verse 25. In the New American Standard Version, it says, Anxiety in the heart of man weighs it down. Interestingly, in the New King James Version, the word says, Anxiety in the heart of man causes depression. So we see it has a dramatic effect on our life if we give ourselves over to anxiety. And the remedy we saw in Philippians uh, verse 6, chapter 4, that we're not to stay in that moment, in that anxious moment, but by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. That's our first line of defense. We saw that prayer and supplication is a very important subject to God. In Psalm 28, verse 2, we read, Hear the voice of my supplications when I cry to thee for help. In verse 6 in Psalm 28, Blessed be the Lord because he has heard the voice of my supplication. In Psalm 119 verse 170, 
Let my supplication come before thee. Deliver me according to thy word. It's so vital to keep these verses in mind. And in 1 Peter 5, 7, it says, Cast all your anxiety upon him because he cares for you. We also saw that in Psalm 37, verse 3, the word of God says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. What an interesting phrase that is, cultivate faithfulness, which is one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And yesterday, Junie, we spoke about Abraham. And if any man in scriptures had to cultivate his faithfulness, it sure was Abraham. Because as we said, he was called to leave his country, kindred, and father's house and go to a land that God will show him. And then we know through the story of Abraham, we're not going to go into detail today, but he was told that he would be a father of many nations. And yet he was old. Sarah was beyond the age of bearing children. And yet there was no hesitation or anxiety because when we read Romans 4, we see that he hoped against hope and his faith never wavered. And we see that this is true for all great men, women of God in the Bible. A New Testament example of that, if we carry on from the theme yesterday, we see in Acts chapter 16, a very powerful portion of scriptures. It concerns Paul and Silas ministering in Philippi. And he was, they were ministering, and then the Jewish people came against them, and they were put in prison. But I'd like to read a few verses in Acts 16, beginning at verse 25. Now, if you talk about anxious moments, imagine them who putting, having been put in the prison. All right? It says in verse 25, But about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns of praise to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there came a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison house were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were unfastened. And when the jailer had been roused out of sleep and had seen the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, supposing that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul cried out with a loud voice, saying, Do yourself no harm, for we're all here. He called for lights and rushed in, and trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. And after he brought them out, he said, Sirs, what must we do to be saved? We see here, Paul and Silas didn't get anxious, but what was the first thing they did? They prayed. That's exactly what Philippians 4, 6 says, make your request known before God. And we talked about, Shelley, how this is really cultivating righteousness. That's right. We see another example in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 through 18, when we're in a situation that would normally cause us to lose heart. What does the scripture say? Therefore, we do not lose heart. But though our outer man is decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day. So we might have had a report from the doctor that we have a month to live or a year to live. And what's the first thing that would happen to any one of us in the flesh? We would get anxious over our situation, over our health. And here it's telling us, therefore we do not lose heart. Why? But though our outer man is decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day. There's something about when we know the Lord Lord. and his resurrected life is within us, his life 
comes alive and can help us when we turn to him. And it says in verse 17, for momentary light affliction is producing for us or in us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen is eternal. And so really, Shelley, in that moment of time, if we realize no man takes our life, and the devil can't even take our life when we belong to the Lord, but God is the giver and the taker of life. And so when we're given a bad report and we turn to the Lord, and we recognize his eternal glory, his life in us comes alive and strengthens us in our weakness and our anxiety. And so we see again that uh, cultivating righteousness or cultivating the life of Christ because the only righteous one is the Lord himself and that resurrected power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in every one of our listeners who knows Jesus and in you and me. And if you're a listener who doesn't know Jesus, you can turn to God now and ask the Lord to deliver you and to save you and to be your life as you give him your heart. You know, Junie, when you read that, I had two thoughts. The verse verse 16 started out by saying, therefore, we do not lose heart. I think if we lose heart, we're going to get anxious. But they prayed, and that's the key. And then momentary light affliction, that could be the cause of your anxiety. But we need to see that that momentary light affliction produces for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond comparison. Junie, maybe we could look at this quick article written by um, Charles Spurgeon. It's entitled, Do Not Worry. He says, undue anxiety is very common among us. Certain of us are nervous, timid, doubtful, and prone to fear. There are plenty of pessimists about, although they will hardly recognize themselves by that title. To them, evil is always impending. We are about to take a leap in the dark. All their birds are owls or ravens. All their swans are black. If it rains today, it will rain tomorrow, and the next, and the next, and in all probability, there will be a deluge. Or if it is a fine day today, it will be dry tomorrow, and so on for months until the earth and all the meadows perish with drought. I suppose they cannot help it, but Christians must help it, for the Lord's word is plain and binding. Do not worry about your life. Fretful anxiety is forbidden for the believer, and it is needless. If you have a Father in heaven to care for you, are you not put to shame by every little bird that sits upon the bough and sings, though it is not two grains of barley in all the world? God takes charge of the birds of the air, and thus they live exempt from care. Why don't we? Our Lord also taught that such anxiety is useless, for with all our care, we cannot add a single hour to our life. Can we do anything else by fretful care? What if the farmer deplores that there is no rain? Do his fears unstop the bottles of heaven? It is infinitely wiser to do our best and then cast our care upon our God. Prudence is wisdom, for it adopts means to ends, but anxiety is folly, for it groans and worries and accomplishes nothing. Besides, the pagans run after all these things. Let the air, H-E-I-R of heaven, act 
a nobler part than the mere man of the world. Our distrust of God is childish and dishonoring. If we could not trust him, could we manage better ourselves? Can we do better than know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him? Junie, what a great statement Spurgeon wrote. It really is true, Shelley, because he is giving us an exhortation how we ought to be, and we're trying to share with all listeners that we can cultivate righteousness. In other words, allow the life of Jesus to come alive in us day by day when we look to him and look to his word. And we see, Shelley, in Psalm 55, verse 22, cast your burden upon the Lord and he will sustain you. You will never be allowed or he will never allow the righteous to be removed. And so it's a wonderful promise to know that Jesus cares for us. He so wants us to turn to our Father in heaven and to him knowing that he is our deliverer. He is our healer. And he is the one who said, anyone who believes in me, even though he dies, yet shall he live. Believest thou this? And that's a question, Shelley. Do we believe that our last breath in this earth is our first breath yes. in heaven? It comes by believing and trusting in the word of God. Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We all want to take to heart those simple word, that simple word, be anxious about nothing. And Lord, I pray that if we have been anxious people, We'll put a stake in the ground today and cast out anxiety from this time forth. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784. Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program has been brought to you by the Psalm 127 Fund. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.